I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lee bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. I'm excited for this guy. Uh, we've got another Redwood, which you may be surprised. We, um, you know, not intentionally, but we didn't get this Redwood at the uh, beginning of the podcast. So excited to circle back uh, and talk to this guy today. Uh, I know I've had a lot of uh, good conversations with this man and I'm um, just inspired by the way he leads his family and, and in the community. Uh, and so we've got Specimen on the cast today. Specimen, it's good to see you. Um, where we like to kind of start off is just with that first uh, first workout, who EH'd you, uh, where'd you get the name uh, Specimen? Yeah, good to see you, Plague. Thanks for having me on. It's been cool to hear some of the other guys come through and cool to see what you and you and Pony are doing. So thanks for that. And as far as my story goes, my wife was actually the one that EH'd me. I've heard from several of the other guys that, you know, the wife can be the one to EH. It's I guess not too rare, but still, you know, somewhat rare. So um, being a Redwood, my wife worked at Nebraska Medicine, as you know. And so she admired wait time and thought it was a really cool thing. Um, she respected him for just his work success and the way he led in, in his role at Nebraska Medicine. And so when he brought it up to her, she just thought, wow, this would be something that would be perfect for for me to to join and check out so i went to a few of the happy hours that they had before the launch um started uh, that day and uh, what was it april of 20 was that 2018 yeah 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 so april of 2018 kicked it off and uh i guess that's how i was eaged what was the other part of your question there uh, curious your thoughts, you know, that first, um, first workout, was it awkward? I mean, a few guys have kind of told us like they weren't really sure what, <laughs> what was going on. And then, uh, how'd you, how'd they come up with the name specimen? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a little bit awkward, you know, anytime you're, and I don't know that we did monkey humpers that first day, but anytime you're getting together with a group of men and doing a workout together, it's kind of like the first day was like, what are we doing? Um, and it was well led. I think they brought in, uh, I forget his name, but somebody from North Carolina came back. Um, Sack, was that who it was? Anyway, um, he came back and, and so it was awkward and fun at the same time. And I was fully committed and, and just the militaristic style of the beatdown was something that I thought was really cool. Um, and so I was never part of the military, but I liked the discipline aspect of that. Uh, you know, and kind of the teamwork uh, aspect that you're all going through it together. So I thought it was cool. Although looking back, it was awkward and, you know, nobody knew what was going on. So it was a lot of fun. The way I got the name Specimen, um, at that time I sold laboratory products. Mm -hmm. So Specimen was what was thrown out. And I was really happy and grateful for that name because you hear some of the other names and it's like, oh man, I wouldn't want that. Um, so what's funny is about two weeks after um, starting in S3, 
I decided to leave that company and I told wait time. I said, Hey, it's cool if I keep that name. Right. And he said, Oh yeah, you're, <laughs> you're stuck with it. So whether you like it or not, you're sticking with that. So that's how I got the name specimen. And actually just the other day I was at a workout and somebody was like, why specimen? And I, it's funny because I, well, that's an offensive question. I mean, look at me. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, why wouldn't they call me specimen? No, but it's all tied back to, to laboratory products. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. And um, if I remember right, so you um, did you EH Reba? Did you get him involved or how, or because you knew a couple of the other Redwoods, right? Yeah, so a couple of the other Redwoods, Reba was one of them. I worked with Reba. And then I don't know if Coach K was there that day. Uh, Coach K is somebody that's been posting a lot more frequently now in Gretna in that area. And then there was a guy Blackboard, a teacher um, that came out. So I, I gathered, you know, I was trying to promote and, you know, get some of my closest contacts that I thought it would be a good fit for committed. And it's been cool to see some of those guys that uh, I've EH through the past have, have done remarkable things with the group. Superfly is one of them. He was a neighbor. And then Ponzi, of course, is somebody that I EH'd. And it's just been fun to see what he, he was able to do with the group. So, yeah, it's been it's been fun to see how also how the group has grown since that first day you know that first day i don't know if there were 15 to 20 guys there and then now to see all these different aos pop up and that's kind of a normal number for for most days of the week for some of these aos so yeah yeah so we have you to thank for for ponzi that uh <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i guess i shouldn't have brought that up sorry <laughs> no i think uh, yeah it's fun um, I've, you know, we've been, I've been trying to convince him to go to other regions as he's traveling around and do this like perpetual FNG thing, but he's, he's not doing it. Um, well, so that's, I think that's cool. Cause you would have had some of the first like EHs, right? I mean, the, like getting somebody to show up to the first workout, right? That, that counts. Um, what, uh, what was your kind of fitness routine or what were you doing before F3 for fitness? Or I guess, what do you think kind of drew you to the group? Cause you mentioned you were all in from the start. I was all in just because I wasn't really a member of a gym. I had done some basketball leagues and, and things like that in the past that uh, were helpful to have like a regular committed workout time. Mm -hmm. And I've just never been good about uh, a commitment to a plan unless I have like a race schedule and like I did a half marathon. And, and once I have something on the, the calendar, I get a little more committed. Um, but as far as like, I've never really been like a big lifting guy and running's always been kind of where I'm naturally suited to, I just feel like my body type and, and where I'm at, it's, it's easier for me to run. So I've always done that. So I, I never really had much. So that's why I was really thrilled when Heidi said, Hey, it's free. Mm -hmm. And it's something that you, you don't have to know how to do these types of workouts, you know, it's, and that's really what's cool about F3 is no prior knowledge is required. No special equipment is required because I've done like the beach body and P90X and all that stuff. And some of those, it's like, well, you have to have these sets of equipment. And if you don't have this, you've got to go get it. So um, that's kind of where I was at in fitness. And uh, early on, I, I left the company and I had a three month severance. So right when F3 started, I was just like at all the workouts and I had a great time. Then I started a new job where I'm fully commissioned. And if I don't get an order, I don't get paid. I'm on the road a lot. So between that and having kids, I've got four little ones at home. So 
it's kind of this, uh, what do you have time for? Mm. And what's most important, kind of going back to that concentric uh, like model, what is, what is at the center? And uh, unfortunately for me, F3 has been the thing that I haven't gotten, I haven't been as devoted to. But since you asked me to join the podcast, it was something that it was a good reminder for me. And I even had one of the packs um, butt dial me, pocket dial me, and it was for nothing other than a mistaken call. And that actually motivated me to get out in the last week, too. So for those packs that are out there, and you, if you're going to pocket dial anybody, maybe just pocket dial from the other pack members, and that might be motivation to get them to, to a beat down. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting, right? Because I think um, some guys have come in, they've gotten involved, and then they, you know, life happens, right? You mentioned kids, job changes, all of that. <clears throat> and I think... Um, like it's always open, right? There's never like this way you can't come back or, you know, and I think for the most part, everybody understands that life changes, but I think you've done a good job of still staying connected, trying to come out whenever you, you can. And um, I guess, talk me through, like, is there a, what is that feeling or sense of like, um, maybe guys feel like they can't come back or it's like awkward to, to re-engage or, you know, I, I guess what, uh, for you, like, is has enabled you to kind of stay connected, even though you can't come all the time every week, or what is that like for you? Well, to be honest, I think some of it is the fellowship component. You know, when we connect with the other guys during a beatdown, and you come regularly to some workouts, you start to grow some good relationships and relationships that I maybe didn't have outside of my work friendships and things like that. So what's been really good for me, and I'm grateful for some of the other guys that here and there, randomly, I'll just get a text. Hey, are you going to a beat down or have you been lately? I'm, I'm, you know, queuing at this site tomorrow if you're interested. And that's always been something that's been, I'm a guy that always says yes, and I have a hard time saying no. So to be honest, I feel like some of those connections have really helped. And that might be a good recommendation if, if you know of a guy that hasn't posted for a while, reach out to him and connect because that's one of the things that makes F3 so great is that it is a community and, uh, you know, you do connect with guys. So I think it's just uh, guys taking ownership oh. and saying, hey, specimen, where you been, man? And, and that's always been a really good motivator for me. So um, outside of that, yeah, I just feel like it, it's on each, um, you know, individual to commit and say, I'm going to be there and prioritize what's important because most guys come for, you know, some part of the fitness and uh, every single day we have a choice to cave or fall back into that sad clown status mm -hmm. and say, I'm going to fart sack or you actually make it a point to go. So a few different variables involved, whether it's inviting somebody again and reaching back out to somebody that hasn't gone or as an individual, just committing to saying, I'm going to be at this workout and, and doing it. Yeah. Well, and, and so you mentioned um, just the fellowship during the workout, which I think is, is key. Tell me about like some of the other relationships or maybe um, like coffee. Is that something you've been able to participate in or QSource? I know we did a QSource together the other day, but where else have you found that within the, the F3 group? Well, that was funny because that was the first day I think I've actually officially attended QSource prior. I've not, I haven't read the free to lead book. And I know that's something that's well known throughout the F3 group, but um, QSource, I think years ago when it first started, I always thought it was something like, 
a source for the cue on the workout. Like this is going to be a way to show guys, show guys like how to lead the workout and, and maybe talk about, you know, counting and, and whatever it may be as far as like how to get a good beat down scheduled. So um, that was just my ignorance on what Q source was. Um, but I really enjoyed the discussion in the other day. So um, cafeteria, whenever I would be able to go like now um, that I have all the little ones at home, I feel like I'm forcing my wife to sacrifice. Yeah. So if I go for an hour long beat down, I would rather get home quickly. Yeah. And, but what happens is now you have all these guys mm. that I don't feel like I know. And so, you know, there's a, a, you know, some sort of balance that you have to figure out as an individual, like what, what's acceptable for you and your family and what do you have time for? And so unfortunately that's fallen off. But the other day I got to one of the earlier workouts mm -hmm. and because I got to an earlier workout, I had a little more time. So it's definitely something that I look forward to if I can get to it. Um, just to reconnect with some of the guys and and because I feel like that's part of the glue that that keeps it together because it's one thing if you're just going to the workout but when you start to connect with other guys and get to know them personally then it's a lot more likely for you to return and you're going to go through life together so that's what's cool about the the fellowship component yeah and that you know as we've planted more sites we've been trying to stagger you know the 5 30 and 5 15 start times and then for that exact reason you know i think I, i'll often look at a you know if it starts a little bit earlier then i then i can stay for coffee and still get home at a reasonable time you know whereas sometimes if it's if you get done at 6 15 and then coffee drags over to nine you know to 6 45 or so then i think it's a little bit uh, more difficult to get home and help with the, the morning routine, which nobody wants to be um, home alone with for that, especially for, for little ones. Um, yeah. What, um, you know, as you're, as you're thinking about, you know, and, and the, the cool thing, um, you know, and, and I, I think I'll, I would love to share. So the, the cool thing for me is like, um, I, I knew you when, you know, I first started, you were already uh, working out. And then as you've come in and out, we've, I've been able to connect. And I remember when, you know, so last fall, um, you know, my daughter was born and I was kind of like struggling with that, like, oh, this baby's taking away some freedom. But I ran into you and you were, you just shared with me like, you know, but how lucky are we that we get to have kids, right? Uh, and then in my COT on Wednesday, I was, or Tuesday, I was sharing the same thing and you happened to show up and it was your, it was your birthday. So really cool for me, that's, that's not a coincidence, right? It's a, kind of a God moment, but, um, you know, tell me about your faith. What, what's been your, your faith journey? Cause I, I know you, uh, are familiar with scripture and, and you have a, a faith from uh, what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, my story is unique and I feel like that's, what's cool about F3 is the faith component. While I feel like it's vague, I feel like ultimately F3 is what the church was supposed to look like, mm. you know, and, and because of religion and some rules that have been created, I feel like some of that has been lost with the church. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the church has done a poor job of following kind of Jesus's key commandments of loving the Lord, your God and loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm. And what I love about F3 is I feel like it, it fits that so well mm -hmm. that there's no judgment regardless of the fitness of a PAX member or a new guy in F and G. There's no judgment on their color. 
their race, their religion, their anything. And I feel like that is ultimately what um, my Christian beliefs are all about. Mm-hmm. And so I tell that to people all the time, like the church is supposed to be like F3. We're supposed to be inviting people in and not caring about their decisions they make because we are not to judge. So, and all of that kind of stems, I brought up, you know, each person is unique and individual. And I feel like God gives us each different perspectives and, and uh, uh, stories to help sharpen us down the road. So I'm grateful for our time together because you've sharpened me probably a lot more than I have you. But um, that one discussion, that's all it takes mm-hmm. to help somebody on in their, in their journey. And I remember a, a sermon a long time ago that we're not called to like to baptize anybody. Yeah. We're just called to help them on, you know, from maybe a spectrum of unbelief of anything help them along that. So how are you being like a positive influence? And I guess not to continue and belabor the point of faith, but my faith stems from a, uh, an upbringing in the Catholic church. Mm, And, uh, and it was more of like checking a box to go to church. And I went to college and I didn't go to church um, because it was again, checking a box for me. And I I didn't have an active faith. I believed in God and I prayed. But I would say there's a major difference between a belief mm. and a faith. Yeah. So a belief is is you believe it, but I feel like faith and an active relationship with God is completely different. So I was gra- about to graduate college, and uh, my grandmother was actually murdered in the Von Mar shooting. Wow. And so that was kind of an insane, tragic life event that flips you completely on end. And uh, I guess prior to that Von Mars shooting, I feel like my family would have said family is number one. Mm. And our faith, because it was more of checking a box, our faith was maybe a second or a third priority. And I feel like when your family, when you lose a family member like that, it kind of brings things into perspective as far as like, okay, wait a minute my family can die. Like that was my first impactful loss of a family member. And to have it be done in a tragic way was like, okay, my family can die. Mm -hmm. There were a thousand people at my grandmother's funeral. And so I really saw like, what is a legacy? Mm, What does it mean to have people miss you when you're gone? And about seven or eight months after that, my other grandmother uh, essentially smoked herself to death and was in hospice care, but we were able to say goodbye. Um, And through that whole process, I kind of found my faith and I said, you know what, this back burner belief that I have needs to become an active thing because I could die tomorrow. And that's when I really found God. I started reading the Bible and started to know scripture. I think before I would have thought of myself as like a Bible thumper. Mm -hmm. And now that I've read the Bible multiple, multiple, multiple times, and I'm actually in a year study again, I try to do it yearly now. Um, Now that I see the whole picture, Mm -hmm. faith for me is, is what makes the hard days uh, positive because I know that whatever struggles I'm going through, um, you know, God works in it for our good. No. So the faith component for me is, is something that I'm passionate about. Um, and, uh, it's just something that without my faith, I wouldn't be where I am. And I'm grateful for the struggles that I've been through 
and I'm excited to see what God has for me, you know, down the road. Yeah, man, I didn't, I never had heard you tell that story um, about your grandmother. That's, I mean, to have lose somebody in a tragic way like that. I mean, it, you know, how eye-opening, right? To be like, whoa, this is uh, literally in, you know, a split second. Um, and it could be, could be us, right? Or, you know, anybody else close to us. So, um, man, I, that's a that's And I a, think that, I'm sorry, but one of the things I was just going to say is I feel like so often we don't see God in the everyday. No. And after that shooting happened, a lot of like, a lot can come through your head. Like, where is God? Why would this have happened? No. But when we understand that we each, we each have free will, um, it just really got me to, um, I guess, see that we each have an individual decision to make on whether or not we want to pursue God and actively look for him. And mm -hmm. I think if we look for him, some of those coincidences, like me waking up early and going to that workout, um, yeah. no longer become a coincidence and more become like, a, oh, that there's God. There's mm -hmm. God working in my life. And I think so often we close, close that door where we say, oh, I believe in God, but I'm not going to read scripture because it's too challenging. And so I think we just have to break it up and make it work for you and, and try to study it. Um, and I think the more you seek, you will find. Yeah. Well, and, so, and some would even say, you know, there's a, a sort of a spiritual warfare going on where there are maybe some evil forces trying to prevent us from reading the scripture. Right. I mean, I, mean, I think just knowing that we do have to make a choice, like you said, it's, it, it's got to be an active faith for us to get in and, and, you know, study and learn and make an effort. And, you know, I, I love that you shared that, you know, I think so many guys identify with, you know, the checkbox mentality, you know, and in, in, as they were, as they were raised and, um, but then there's kind of a, you know, it's like, how do you get back into that, like discovery of your, of your faith? It sounds like for you, it just, you, you started, just started reading, trying to find out for yourself. Is that, um, kind of what you did? Yeah, I, I actually, so I, I found a church that was a better fit for me and for my beliefs. And I feel like once I found a church, some of it actually, I was, you know, the Catholic church was very traditional. And so I, I actually found more of a non-traditional, non-denominational was a better fit for me. And then I started studying scripture, the music and worship. I, I didn't understand what worship could be like. And, and so that was a, a key thing for me. And actually, I, I, since that time, there have been so many moments where I've seen God work so clearly. Um, I, I committed to, I got baptized one day on the spot. And, and that was strange because I was like baptized as a baby. So why would I need to be baptized again? But I made a, a, a personal commitment to follow God. And uh, Heidi was not my wife at the time, but she broke down in tears when she heard my story. She's not a big crier. And then all these events led together that put us together. And uh, we went to Africa together. We served for a few weeks on a short-term mission trip. Um, and uh, I fell in love with her. And uh, on our first date, I was, uh, I was really bold. And I said, I don't know why I'm asking you this, but do you date to marry? And, uh, you know, this is a really challenging question, but I didn't want to mess around. You know, I didn't want, I was serious and I, I wanted to um, forego all that. So 
anyway, long story short, God showed up in all of those different ways. And I think my faith has continued as I continue to see him and I continue to um, understand that, look, if I die tomorrow, it's okay. I've just got to do everything I can today to make the best impact and, uh, you know, and leave the world in a hopefully better place than, than what I found it. And that's what's so great about F3. And then I think about like sad clown. What is a sad clown? What is sin? And I feel like they're the same. You know, every single day we have an opportunity to cave and be a sad clown. And whether that's me going home and having a bourbon when I know I shouldn't or getting to a workout or sleeping in. I mm-hmm. think some of those decisions, a lot of people say, where is God? But I think internally, when you have the like Holy Spirit guiding you, you have the option to either respond and, and uh, you know, take charge and move forward with the way that God is prompting you or falling back. And that's no different than sin to me. So yeah. it's kind of crazy how it all comes together when you look at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think what's really cool, too, is that Dread and, and OBT, you know, as, as they started um, F3, right? I mean, you know, sad cloud syndrome, just like addiction and so many other things, it's a, it's a spiritual it's a spiritual disorder or, you know, kind of um, thing that, that guys suffer from, this idea that we have to kind of falsely portray that we are, a, you know, somebody that we're not or, you know, all of those elements are, are very, very similar and definitely spiritual in, in nature. So I, I love that uh, connection that you made there. i curious your thoughts on, you know, because the other thing I see, in, and so in F3, right, the, the faith component um, sometimes shows up in a source discussion or a COT or just the way we pray at the end, but also shows up in kind of how we uh, serve the, the community. And, you know, I think, um, you know, curious your thoughts on that. Have you had a chance to, to engage in some of those community kind of service events or any of the third F stuff from that angle? You know, I haven't done, I haven't done any of the service events. So that's something that's a a guilty admission on my part. But uh, one of the things I love that I see about like the faith component is I think just getting together and having guys acknowledge a higher power on a regular basis will open doors for those that maybe aren't as far on their spiritual journey. So I guess my encouragement to others would be like, it's no different the way that I see another PAX member that I'm not judgmental on their faith, their religion, what church they go to, their body type, anything like that. And I feel like there's no better group than F3 to ask questions. Yeah. Like if somebody is, is looking for something and you're not, maybe you're not as comfortable praying or you don't pray, but you, if you have a desire, ask one of the PAX members, ask one of the guys that you're comfortable with. And that's, I guess, the thing that I think is cool about F3 is that it always ends the same and it always ends on that note so that um, everybody that is is queuing is bringing the heat, so to speak. They're bringing a good discussion point and they're they're helping to sharpen, you know, one another. And that's what I love about the COT is that I'm going to get a piece of information. And I've even heard some guys say that is their church. And I think that's perfectly fine. And it's awesome that because I feel the same way when I leave. I'm motivated. I'm inspired to, um, you know, do more to get better. And that's just a cool aspect. But as far as any of the outside events, unfortunately, I haven't really taken part. So that's yeah. a, a good piece of encouragement. Yeah. And it's tough with kids, right? I mean, I think that's where, you know, I, I find myself in that same same boat, right? Trying to get, um, you know, just encouraging my my family to get involved and do some of that stuff together. And, you know, I think it, 
as you're in different stages of life, right? I mean, I think it's, you know, it, again, it's one of those things where there's opportunities available, there's events you can participate in, but but prioritizing the family um, is, is still the, the main thing. So, I, you know, the other thing, and you mentioned, um, you know, queuing a workout or getting to lead a workout. I know you've queued several times in the past. We probably could get you back on the queue schedule though, what, you know, sometime soon. <laughs> um, but uh, talk to me, you know, as we're trying to reinvigorate male community leadership, um, talk to me about your thoughts on, you know, leadership and maybe how we develop leaders or anything we could be doing differently there. Well, I think if you commit to, to queuing a workout, it's incredibly simple and you're allowed to, to queue freely. And I've always enjoyed it. Um, as of late, I, I have the time to set up a workout, but I put a lot of pressure on myself, um, you know, that like, oh, there are other guys that, that are, are coming more regularly. And, um, but at any rate, I feel like if you feel like you want to, you should let, you know, uh, you know let others know that you're interested because as far as invigor invigorating like a leadership, there's a lot that takes place in as far as like planning goes. And uh, when you actually cue a workout, it's, it's a form of, of building leadership and you've got to be comfortable and you've got to be confident and there's a right and a wrong way to do it. And you've got to put it together. And I feel like it's a, it's a really good place to get some of that experience. And I'll never forget that when I first started F3, I had interviews and I'm the kind of guy that EH, the guy that I see running down the street. And I'll say, hey, I see you running often, you know, if you're interested. Um, so at any rate, I was interviewing with this company and I, I let them know that I was part of this and that I was working out. Hey, you're a man, you know, and if you want to come, I'm leading on Saturday. And sure enough, at the near the end of this interview process, uh, this guy from this company that I was interviewing with comes to the workout. Oh, and no. it's kind of their way of like vetting of vetting me and, and stretch is his name. I don't know if you've met stretch. Yeah, um, yeah. He's gone. He's been pretty busy as of late, but he no longer works at my company. And anyway, it was so funny because I feel like that him coming to, to my queue may have been their like last step to like, check me out and check yeah. a box to see, is this guy capable? Can he do it? Mm. And I feel like that just goes to speak to like the fact that, if you if you line up a workout, you do it well, you execute. There's no doubt that that is training you for like future tasks and 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 leading and and putting together a COT. Those all factor in. So that's yeah. kind of a cool, crazy story about. And I'm sure other guys have gotten jobs through you know through F3. So, um, yeah. but it was just kind of funny for me that that's part of my personal story too. That's awesome. And Stretch, um, I, he, he was posted down at the pit a lot, but I think he, he and his wife yep. started their own company, right? Or doing, they're doing something with uh, baseball, something or other. Youth yeah. athletics. Yep. Yeah. Youth athletics. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. That is really funny. And how, uh, how cool that you mentioned it to him in your uh, interview. I love that. <laughs> that's really funny. Well, and what's, what's interesting is my regional manager is out of Minneapolis. So I've encouraged him to go check it out in Minneapolis and through my work travels, I've actually, I've actually um, gone to workouts in Kalamazoo and Nashville. And that's one of the other cool things that I love about F3 is that if you go to another city, you can see how they do it. And uh, several years ago, it's funny. It was like, I went to another city where it was kind of raw and in the early stages, <laughs> you quickly see like who has it figured out and I wouldn't knock them because they were, 
we were in those stages early on, but it's yeah. really cool to see where we're at now and, and how well the guys, um, you know, through your leadership, wait time and the other guys that are leading. I just, I guess that's a big thank you and kudos to every, everybody that's ever queued and because everybody's a part of it and yeah. to all the leaders, you know, at the, at the different, uh, different spots, it does make an impact. And, uh, kudos, just major shout out to wait time because you think of all the guys that have been impacted. And when I think about a legacy, um, you know, uh, my grandmother had a thousand people at her funeral and what are we up to at the, the PAX number? I mean, you think yeah. of all the guys that uh, that has impacted and that's just an F3. So wait time, major shout out to you, man, because the ripple that you're creating and your legacy is connected to every guy in, in F3 Omaha. So shout oh. out and thank you. Yeah, we're, we're, I think we're cl getting close to 1,700 uh, guys that have, you know, posted at least once. But, um, but yeah, it's crazy to think about the, the ripple effect there for sure. What, um, you know, as far as leadership goes, I, I'm curious too, I mean, have, have you ever considered leading a site or have we ever, um, you know, if we ever approached you there or what's been your, you know, kind of approach to, to that conversation? No, for for one, I think in the last few years I haven't been <laughs> been out enough. Um, two, being a, a fully commissioned sales rep, there are many days and mornings that I'm on the road very early, um, and my schedule isn't known until the week before. Uh, so I now know my schedule for the next week. So that variability based on my deliveries and things like that make it very hard for me to have any sort of structure. And that's why I love the flexibility of, uh, you know, just the different locations and how it's grown so much. Um, because regardless of where you live in Omaha, you should be able to find something that works. Yeah. And uh, for me, that might mean, okay, if I wake up early, I might drive a little further and, and get to a, you know, a beat down that's a little earlier, maybe have coffee afterwards. So I, I have interest, but as far as like the time and the commitment, I don't know that I could commit to a, a point there. I would feel comfortable with giving it my full go, you know, prior to my current role, I was in a 40 hour a week job and now I'm like 50, 60. And if I don't get an order, I don't get paid. So it's kind of hard to, to find the balance. Sure. Sure. Well, that's good self-awareness, right? And just, you know, I think that's, um, you know, the, the options there, if the job changes and, you know, I think, um, yeah, I, I think that's great. Good self-awareness and good, uh, you know, everybody wants to commit, right? If they're going to take on a role. So I think um, just knowing what you can and, and can't commit to, because your your territory is all Midwest or Nebraska, or so sometimes you're you're getting up at, you know, early in the morning to drive out to wherever you've got to go, right? If I understand that correctly. Yep, all of Nebraska and Western Iowa. So a lot of times I'll be on the road all day, then I'll get home, I'll be a dad for a few hours before the kids go to bed. And then once the kids go to bed, I kind of start a second shift a lot of times. And uh, I'm grateful for the role. It's very rewarding, um, but it's just a downside that finding time to work out is a little bit harder. So yeah, for sure. What um, curious your thought that you know as you as you you've been involved in F3 for, from the start, you've you've seen it kind of grow, and you know some of the culture change or shift, or you know it's it's hard to maintain that culture when you grow so much, but. From your perspective, what what sort of advice would you give? You know, maybe the packs as guys are are coming back. Um, you know, after they've been away for a while, or maybe the an F and G is showing up. What sort of advice would you give guys that are listening? 
You know, I, I feel like one of the things I loved about the early stages of F3 here was that tight-knit community that you got from knowing everybody every single week. The group was never too big. And then as we split, I think one of the things that might be helpful for the packs would be to maybe commit to a location mm. and go regularly so that you'll be seeing the, the same guys and you'll be able to grow relationships. Um, otherwise, uh, like with me, with sporadic attendance, and um, it's so much fun for me to, to see guys that, you know, when I was coming regularly, I was getting to know them well. And even at Cafeteria the other day, I was walking out of the parking lot and I saw room service. And he was he was a buddy of mine, just somebody that I was at a lot of beat downs with. And it just like the joy that I get from any of the PAX members that I haven't seen for a while is so cool. And I think if you're just starting, just commit, continue to come, give it, you know, six months and see how you like it and once you keep coming back what you find is that it really truly is a committee or a community and guys are truly truly committed to improving and accelerating and getting better and looking out for one another and uh, at the same point we're all the same i think as you talk to other guys you know i've gone through miscarriage and um and parenting struggles and job change and as guys get comfortable sharing and being more transparent with things like addiction or struggles that we all face, other guys come out of the woodwork and are there to support you. So that's the type of community that you see with F3 and that's what makes it so fantastic. And the fact that it's all kind of held together by those three Fs Mm -hmm. um, is even more fantastic. And another reason why I feel like this is what the church should look like. Yeah. Yeah. And perfect example, right? At QSource the other day, it was like, we had guys, you know, some guys in their 60s and all the way down to, you know, early 30s talking about 2.0s, you know, and you're like, you know, so to hear somebody who's, whose kids are grown, giving guys advice about, you know, hey, do, do this now, you know, it, it's just like being able to work through all those things, um, you know, in that community. And I like, you know, I like your advice about, you um, like find, being consistent, you know, I think that's one of the things I notice is we've maybe um, early on focused on like, well, go, go around, you know, go kind of explore all the different sites. Um, and that's, and that there's a, there's a time and a place for that too. But I do think if, if you're always moving around and never consistent, um, then, then you kind of end up in this nomad space where you don't really have a community or those close relationships, right? So it takes couple times right with the with the same group of guys um at the same spot so i I love that what about uh one of the questions we kind of like to ask for fun uh so curious your thoughts here but um kind of your your most favorite and least favorite uh exercise what uh what would make that list for you most favorite would easily be the clock merkin back in the day when i would queue up boys town i would always want to run over to the steps um and get and get clock merkins hammered out um i like running so i always enjoyed running and then i always think it's laughable and super funny when you get a bunch of dudes doing monkey humpers or pickle pushers so those are all some of my my favorites the least favorite would probably quite easily be the burpee and um outside of that i don't i I think uh sometimes you just do I, I'm fine with five burpees. Anything more than that is yeah. is asking a lot. 
Yeah. You know, it, what's funny is some guys probably haven't done a clock working. So we, we definitely need to get you on the queue schedule. That's what I think. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll fill it with clock merkins because I, I just like how unique that that is when you have to find us. And that's part of the part of the beauty of being the queue is you can find different terrain or different areas that you can check out and highlight. And 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 that's what makes it fun to queue. Yeah, absolutely. What uh, what about for you? You know, as we're as we see you out there, you know, next time we see you, or or just as we're going through our daily routine and praying, anything we could be praying for you about, or you know, when we see you giving you encouragement on. You know, I think just what you said. Uh, you know, kind of the faith aspect of the like the. I always growing up believed in heaven, hmm. and believed in God. But I ha I struggled believing that the devil or hell was real. Mm. And uh, the more that I go through life, I see that there are, you know, times where it's like, man, I just feel this heavy weight. I feel like this is like something out of my control is just really negative. And I feel like the more that I, I believe in God, the more that I have to believe the devil is real. Um, so I guess that just the, the personal attacks that, that we can have, I would just encourage guys to, to, to think about where they're at on their faith journey. And, uh, if they want to learn more, learn more. And as far as working out goes, it's just like what you seek, you will find. Mm. Right. And so if you're committed to this group for a workout, commit to going to the workout, you know, don't fart sack, try to get there. And, uh, you know, if you feel a nudge to reach out to another PAX member, do it. Yeah. Don't cave because sometimes I feel like that's when maybe the Holy spirit or God are moving us to, to make a connection. And we, you know, sometimes take the easy road and say, ah, I'm not going to bother them. They're probably busy, whatever. I feel like, um, anytime you feel that sense of, I should do this, mm -hmm. go for it. And you might be surprised at what, god has for you so i guess for me just the encouragement when you see me out there and uh, the prayer would just be the the balance piece yeah. making sure that as a dad and that concentrica that i'm putting god first my wife second uh, my 2.0s uh you know shortly right after that and um when you make the most important the most important other things are easy to say no to and i think as i've gotten older I've, I've gotten better at saying no to things and that's helpful for that balance piece. So just balance. Sorry. That was a long, long answer. No, I, I love that. And I think, I think you're spot on, you know, I think we all need, you know, cause it's a daily battle, at least, you know, I know for me to just like, you know, keep to keep that as the central focus of my day. Right. And not let, you know, cause the, the world and our jobs will, they'll take everything we have, you know, if we, if we let them, you know, so we got to really uh, fight for, for our families and for that relationship with, with God. So I love that. What, um, anything else on your mind or any other thoughts that you would want to share with guys that are, that are listening? No, just, I appreciate the long timers that like yourself that have been coming and have stayed committed and have the schedules and flexibility to, to make it work. And I feel like you're making a fantastic impact. Um, one of the things I thought of prior to, to jumping on the podcast was a guy by the name of khakis. Yeah. <laughs> just a funny story. Just a funny story to share about khakis is I was in a basketball league through Mary, our queen years ago. And this was probably about, 
nine years ago, maybe. Anyway, yeah, eight or nine years ago. Anyway, I was a captain at Mayor Queen, and this was before, well before F3. Um, but there was this guy on these other teams that whenever we played him, his defense was just so tenacious. He was just <laughs> an animal, which is no surprise to any of the group. Um, and if he's listening, I can't wait to see him next. But that guy was just an animal on defense. And when you see him on a beatdown, you know why. That's just who he is. So it's so funny when I'm um, when I go to a workout and I see him because after I played him several years as a captain, you get to draft guys. And I swear he was on my team because I wanted him on my team for just his, you know, um, I, I was not, I, I kind of strive to be a defensive guy like him. Yeah. And uh, whenever you have a guy like that, you just don't want to play him. But when they're on your team, you want them. Yeah. And Khakis is that type of guy. So shout out to Khakis just for being the man that you are. And uh, not necessarily for, I was never a scorer. Um, I don't think you put a ton of points on the board for our team that year that I had you on our team. But like I said, that defense just, there's nobody with a, a, a stronger motor than Khakis. So yeah. thanks to Khakis. Thanks to you, Plague. Pony, thanks you're not on, but I uh, appreciate you guys for doing the, the podcast and just continuing to commit um to the group and and to, to everybody's leadership with an f3 heck yeah man it, it's so much fun when you you knew a guy before f3 and then you see him in the gloom and you're like you know it's just it's cool to make that connection and i i, I have a, a special place in my heart for khaki so i i hope he's listening if he doesn't I'll, i'm gonna make sure and share this one with him but well let's uh well let's take us out in name rama sound okay I'll I'll, yeah. I'll this off here. Uh, Brandon Fleahardy, thirty six, the plague. Ryan Husk, thirty eight, specimen. Specimen, nice job and recent birthday, right? Just you've, you've only been thirty eight for two days, right? Yep, absolutely. So thirty eight, it started great, and I, uh, if you're out there, Pax, I'm grateful for you and grateful for the beatdowns that I'm able to get to, and I can't wait to see you again in the gloom. Thank you, yeah, brother. Hey, this was fun, man. I appreciate you taking time to just to chat and share your story. So love you, brother. Thanks, brother. Take care. Later.